Oxford Centre for Triple Value Healthcare, otherwise known as 3V, scans over 30 journals seeking out important papers on value. To save you time, 3V assesses this research to identify the implications for value-based healthcare and summarizes them on our blogs and in our podcasts. The short reference to this week's article, Witty, C.J.M. et al., significantly underplays the power of the authors. It's got all the presidents of the main royal colleges. It's the four chief mega officers of the United Kingdom, the chair of the uh, General Medical Council. All the big guns are in there. And what they're saying is that more of the same is not the right answer. That in the 19th century, we reinforced the difference between generalists and specialists. And of course, generalists were universal in the early days of the medical profession, going back hundreds of years. In the 20th century, the century of knowledge, specialists developed, and they took the parts of the body as the main focus, including, of course, psychiatry. In 1948, generalists were general practitioners, and specialists worked in hospitals and psychiatric hospitals. What we saw over the next 50 years was the development of subspecialists. So people who were either interested in heart failure or rhythm disorders. And this has all been very helpful for the second revolution in healthcare, the knowledge revolution, the high-tech revolution, in which we've focused more and more on individual conditions and tackled those individual conditions with a combination of generalist, specialist, and super-specialist care. All that is very important. But what's been happening has been that as the population ages, then an increasing proportion of people have more than one condition. And if you look at the data, it increases steadily every decade from about 40 on. The proportion of people who have one condition is roughly the same as the number of years. 50% 50% in 50-year-olds, 60% in 60-year-olds, 70% in 70-year-olds, and so on. And the number with more than one condition goes up about the same rate. So what we see when we look at people who are growing older, an increased proportion of people have more than one condition. And that phenomenon, of course, occurs earlier among deprived subgroups of the population. This editorial calls it the challenge of multi-morbidity. But what they also make clear is it's the challenge of multi-specialty. That if you or someone you know is going to three different specialists, you can be fairly confident that each of those specialists will not know the details of what the other is doing. And even if they know the details, they may not understand the details. The person working in specialty A may not be familiar with what's happening in drug research in specialty B or C. And, of course, how can the general petitioner cope up with these three specialties? And how can the patient and their carer cope with the travelling 
The burden of treatment is the name given to what the people we call patients and their carers feel about having a multi-specialty problem. Now, there are a number of important principles. One is that the only person who is constant is the person we call the patient. So this means the patient must become the holder of their own record. And as we say, healthcare is what you do for yourself. We deliver professional health services. But how should we organise those professional health services? Well, the editorial also wisely states that there are clusters that are um, common. For example, type 2 diabetes and heart disease is a cluster. And, of course, we can add depression to almost every long-term condition or every combination of physical long-term conditions. So they're talking about cluster medicine is one of the headlines in the leader. It does, of course, touch on the issue of generalism and specialism, and that there's not a solution, but it is a recognition that we need to move from a world where you're either seen by generalist, specialist, or super specialist, or some combination of the three levels, to a world in which the focus is on people with problems like yourself. This also means we need to move from the taxonomy based on single conditions, the international classification of diseases, to a new taxonomy. And Bridges to Health is a new taxonomy which recognises that although we do need to focus very hard on heart disease and respiratory disease and eye disease, we also need to consider people who have more than one disease. So Bridges to Health might be the new taxonomy. So, the challenge of multivorbility is a challenge of population ageing. And every society on Earth now has more people over 65 than under 5. So from our point of view, we see very clearly the need to move to the third dimension of healthcare. The first dimension was the bureaucratic dimension, jurisdictions and institutions. The second dimension is the levels of care, primary, secondary and tertiary. And, of course, self-care and informal care, the most important levels of care. But the third dimension consists of people with a common problem, people with a symptom, such as breathlessness, people with a condition, such as asthma, and people with multi-morbidity. This is the end of the beginning of medicine by specialisation and the beginning of population and problem-orientated medicine, rising to the challenge of multimorbidity. That's the title, and that's the challenge. If you want to stay informed about important developments in value-based healthcare, you can subscribe by joining our mailing list at www.3vh.org.